0: Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up
1: today, Dan, are Mormon fathers and no emotions.
0: We're going to talk about patriarchy. (laughs) We're going to talk about gender roles. We're going to talk about... And listen, when we say patriarchy, we aren't talking about some... uh, some grand, but nebulous social construct in our country or right. in the world. We're talking about a designed, orchestrated, and overt patriarchy that you are meant to hold to. Yeah, uh, it is that it, like it's that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Oh it's yeah, it's not something to dismantle. It's not a bug. It's a feature in Mormonism <laughs> and many religions. And we're mm-hmm. just going to sort oh, of. Yeah break it on down. Yeah. But yeah. So it's going to be good. That's going to be good, Dan.
1: Oh, it's going to be a fun talk. <laughs> fun little chat. Talking about the patriarchy <laughs> is always fun.
0: <laughs> everybody <laughs> always loves a, a good time. Patriarch talk, everybody loves it. <laughs> well, Dan, yeah. guess what?
1: What? Um, I don't know if you've ever wanted to go to Brazil.
0: I have. Uh, yeah. I do. What about Rio? Do you have any desire to go to Rio de Janeiro? That's what, my dad lived in Rio for many years and I've oh. always wanted to go to there. Did he ever talk about the uh, Christ the Redeemer <laughs> statue? Uh, he, I mean, no, he never talked about it, but it does loom large over the city it's a as big I understand.
1: deal, right? Yeah. Very tall. It's top of some Mount something
0: or other. And a direct ripoff of the Christ of, Christ of the Ozarks that we saw, Frank, when we were in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and isn't
1: it something like the largest representation of Christ in like Southern, Southern Hemisphere or something like that? Probably. Or maybe I in don't the know. world. Who knows? Yeah. Well, nonetheless, Dan, there is a new one, a-coming. a coming. A new a giant new Jesus? statue of Jesus called Christ the Protector. Oh, uh, which is being built in a, a small town in uh, the south, southernmost state in Brazil. Another uh, Brazilian another Jesus. Another Brazilian uh, Jesus. Yes, um, and it is going to be forty-three meters tall. That's sixteen feet taller than the Christ the Redeemer statue. Oh. Bigger! They've made outdone of, him. <laughs> made of steel and concrete, wow. with an elevator in the inside of it, so you can ride to the top and look out Jesus's eyes. <laughs> Not before you've looked up Jesus's <laughs> skirt. I don't know if the the viewing room is going to actually be in his eyes, but that's where it should be.
0: So you can like actually. You can, so so this is meant to be a thing that you can like get on Jesus's shoulders. Yeah, and you're supposed look. to be able to go up into his head oh uh
1: i think and then uh there's definitely an elevator it definitely goes up and yeah maybe you walk can walk along the shoulder because his arms are like really level that's what they should have done it should have been they should have been like a little railing and you could go out from the sides of his neck right yeah and absolutely. walk out but nope it's going to be enclosed but so that you know you can take pictures and selfies um, so wait, from the this top. is
0: Christ the Defender, is that what you said? Christ
1: the Protector.
0: Protector. Yes. So what? What? Are, what is he doing? Does he have like a shield and a sword? No. Does he have no, a, an AR fifteen? Like the
1: Christ the Redeemer? To be honest, it's just uh, Christ. His, his arms Jesus are with outstretched, his arms
0: outstretched to the sides. Again? To the sides. Yes. Yo, Not it's even a, it's forward. Total... As in, I welcome you, but just. Complete. I once caught a fish that was this big.
1: Yes. Complete ripoff. They are wow. completely, 100% <laughs> ripping it off. They saw the t- those tourism dollars, you know, because it's one of the top visited tourist sites in Rio. Yeah. And so right. this little town, they're like, we need to cash in on the giant Jesus tourism, uh, you know, bracket. Let's get in on that. <laughs> Let's I mean, make I some guess, money. Why does I guess Rio you could go to the little the one
0: in Rio if you want <laughs> if you like s- <laughs> small Jesus, but you know yeah. I prefer the big one. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. It's uh
1: I I cannot wait. It's gonna lure me to this little town called Encantado. Oh. Encantado. Um it's down uh near the border with like what would be down there? Uh, Uruguay and Argentina
2: Hmm.
1: Um, and I guess they're hoping to lure people across the border um, to see the giant Jesus.
0: Huh. Encantado Encantado. in Portuguese and Spanish apparently means charmed, Mm. which is what I learned when I googled it just now. Charming. Mm -hmm. How charming Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. enormous Jesus must be. (laughs) Oh my God, I I want to now get a picture of that Jesus, uh, and then Photoshop a bulge in the crotch, just because that would be funny to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I got really, nothing that's, out of
1: you that. On that is what came to. I'm just over here, just like I I chuckled quietly to myself. <laughs> uh, but that's what came to mind. That's what you want to I do.
0: Look, here's what I want to do. I want to fuck with uh, with the Jesus. Yeah, you want to do something and I'm not going to go there and like actually spray paint you know genitalia on him but I mean I, when you think about the thing that would most horrify the people who mm. most care about that thing mm. it would be the fact that he had like you know genitals in a poop hole those are the things that would <laughs> they don't want like, to think he about had that. those things no he was perfect he didn't have them They don't, but yeah, they want, they want Ken doll. He never pooed. He never pooed. I I promise you. I'm not having it. He never pooed. He had a ding dong. That guy. Yeah. And he probably probably used it a couple times too. You kidding me? (laughs) He had not, he had 12 disciples. That dude was, I mean, what do you think a disciple is in those times? Ooh. Hey, (laughs) yo. That was, that was his grinder right there. Oh my. Anyway, uh. (laughs) I'll bring us back to Utah for my next oh, story. Cool. Go ahead. Um, uh, land of Mormonism. I don't know if you guys know this, mm. but the Mormons are here. Mm. <laughs> and uh one such Mormon is facing a what is what is now apparently called, it used to be called like a disciplinary council. Mm. It's gone through a few different things, but now it's called a membership council. Oh, which God. sounds nice, but is in fact Horrible, or rather, if you want to be a Mormon, it's it's bad. It's never a good thing, uh, in part because what it's going to be is, you know, four or five men in suits, obviously white men in suits, old dudes, <laughs> uh, on one side of a table, and this woman on another side of the oh, table, no. uh, and they'll be asking her questions about the fact that she... Is a sex therapist. Oh, oh. Now let me tell you something. What Mormons need sex
2: therapists.
0: <laughs> this is a, this is a fact of Mormonism. And all like majorly, like, uh, clamp down on sexuality. Religions, all the high intensity religions. You need sex therapists because uh, people get messed up sexually by Mormonism. Uh. But she's in trouble. This is a woman named Natasha Helf- Helfer, Uh-oh. and uh, and she bec- she's in trouble because she is outspoken about the fact that she, for instance, supports marriage equality. She thinks that uh, you know she's critical of church leaders who you know who talk about sex in ways that. We, that science has shown are unhelpful for sec, uh, for for people and are actually harmful oh, yeah. she uh she's she blatantly says that masturbation is fine how dare she Oh, my she is she, really uh, running afoul of the rules she, she's fine with sexual content in media she uh she she's not like anti-porn, the way Mormons are supposed to be, I guess. Uh, so yeah, she Wait. she is basically everything. Is she, she's their worst nightmare. Is she a believing Mormon? Does she like go? Yeah, yeah she's uh, she wants she to stay like in one. the church. Hey. Uh, I don't know wow. why.
2: Make a point that, that
0: that one always baffles me. But you know, people like to stay in their churches. She's trying to change it from within. Uh, <laughs> Is that what she says? Well, I, I no, I'm just guessing. Because that's what but, people say. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Until they get kicked out. And then they're like, why was I staying in? <laughs> or until they finally like come to their senses and they, and they leave. And then they're like, why was I doing that? I could have just left. Why would I want to stay in a, in a system that hates me? Doesn't want me. Doesn't believe in what in what I believe in. Doesn't look to the science. Right. Anyway, you know, she said. Here's a quote from her in a in a video that she released. Uh, the quote is: Inappropriate sexual shame harms people. When churches and religion and religious communities reject sexual health principles supported by decades of research and science, the community suffers. And this has tragic and violent ramifications. Huh. She is not wrong. Yeah. No. It's, wow. I mean, whether it's violence in the form of, you know, sexual violence, aggressive uh, violence, you know, discrimination, harassment, you know, that sort of things, you know, rape, sex crimes, all of those sorts of things all come out of uh, all can be the product of Sexual shame, right? But also self harm and oh, self violence. Yeah. You know, Utah has one of the highest rates of young suicide in the nation, mm-hmm. and it's and and part of the big of the reason for that is uh, is is that it's LGBTQ youth who are told from a very early age that they're, they're not welcome in uh, in their parents' utopia right yeah no it's so anyway she's she has not like this is she has not been excommunicated yeah. yet but she is uh she's going to trial uh, she's trying her court. hardest she's trying so hard to get excommunicated she's like, a, she's really doing a, a bang-up
1: job like I, if that was her goal then she succeeded because yeah she they are she going claims to it's not gladly, but, um but come on yeah you're gonna get kicked out starts i mean I don't know, like, if she sincerely wants to stay in the Mormon church and fix it from within and all that crap, whatever. Um, but um, I would think that an intelligent, educated person, that they also know that this proceeding and the fact that she's getting, like, some publicity, like, that this is a good thing for the topic at hand, right? Like, Absolutely. She she knows that by standing up and being... A martyr so to speak on for the topic that that this is going to hopefully get to some people and let them yeah, know that I think like, so like you know what like there's help you know like like you don't yeah. have to like it's it, this is not an all or nothing there doesn't have to be an all or nothing you know situation for you if you want to stay in the church just get some help you yeah. know and like you know I don't want people to say in the church. I want them to have every fucking reason to leave the church. But I also don't want people to be sick mentally, right? Yeah. So yeah, or hurt, or hurt. I don't. I yeah.
0: don't want them to be to be to feel the pain yeah. that you feel when what you're being told by the people that you trust the most is obviously runs afoul of everything that you are. Yeah. And that doesn't just apply to LGBTQ people. I was a teenage boy once. I want. I felt. Sexual urges that I was told were evil yeah. like how does that how does that affect you i don't, so yeah, I, know. I so yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a very good thing that uh that that she is is bringing light to this thing. I actually saw a thread on facebook about about this by another be- practicing mormon who is uh who is also sort of on the 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 liberal fringe of mormonism mm Uh, But, like, she herself admitted that she didn't know how to put in a tampon until she was 31 years old because of the the silence that is expected among Mormons surrounding your downstairs bits. That's remarkable. It's shocking. Wow. That is shocking to me. Eek. Yeah.
1: (sighs) How old is she? More or less. Like 40s, um,
0: late, late 30s, maybe early 40s. Oh, my god, that's that's crazy town to me,
2: yeah.
1: <gasps> All right, Dan. Um, this week, Dan, uh, the United States Supreme Court has continued its march toward turning the United States into a Christian nation,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> That was that's why most of them were put in there and they're doing it. Wow. Uh, they're doing something that
1: never was true about the United States, which you know, uh um, yeah. it's never officially been Christian, de facto, sure, but officially, boy, they're on their way. Anyway, uh the case that I want to talk about uh is the one having to do with California's uh limits on people gathering during you know a public health crisis like a global pandemic and uh the the state's rule that limited most of the state to um uh indoor social gatherings of no more than three households which seems like too much if you ask me but nonetheless those were their
0: rules if those are three mormon households that could be 40 people (laughs) yeah no kidding and so, um, and you know, attendees
1: at these uh, indoor social gatherings are required to wear masks and phys- physically social des- distance from one another. Um, and, yeah, right. uh, and what's That's important totally gonna to note is that these rules and these restrictions um, are different than those that apply to places like schools, grocery stores, and churches, right? Right. Well, a bunch of Californians um, sued the state wanting to uh, be able to hold uh, religious services in their home. Right. Since, I mean, they can't do churchy stuff. Um, Then let's have it in the home. And they didn't want it capped to the three families, three households thing. Right. Right. And the thing is going up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, they shouldn't be limiting you they shouldn't they're treating right. you you christians so poorly and so differently literally they're basically <laughs> saying this uh and the the rest of the so that's the five conservative members of the court um, which ironically more and more is not uh always including uh roberts who's uh yeah no a reasonable human being Right. Uh, if even if is, he is sort of conservative in his mindset. Yeah, he's
0: very conservative. He's just not crazy nutball conservative. <laughs> no. Which so, is which is like the new that's the new scale by which we're uh, measuring conservative in this yeah. country. It's like crazy
1: or, you know, reasonable. Yeah. Um and so he sided with the three liberals on the court, uh that of course it's not enough because there were no. five there are five nut jobs and um but uh justice kagan wrote the dissent for the liberals sure. uh, and uh and she says in it things like um california limits religious gatherings in homes to three households if the state also limits all secular gather- gatherings in homes to three households it is complied with the first amendment and the state does exactly that. It has adopted a blanket restriction on at-home gatherings of all kinds, religious and secular alike. California need not treat at-home religious gatherings the same as hardware stores and hair salons. Because that was the <laughs> thing that, like, the conservatives, and it's an unsigned statement as well from the court, oh. uh, that says, um, California treats some comparable secular activities more favorably than at home exercise religious exercise allowing hair salons retail stores and movie theaters among other places to bring together more than three households at a time
0: how is a movie theater anything
1: like a gathering at a household nothing like and so Kagan says that the 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 law need or does not require that the state equally treat apples and watermelons <laughs> right comparing normally it's apples and oranges but she felt that this was she's, she's saying it's even so much more different yeah yeah um so yeah that's going on um it's you know religion just seems to get anything they want uh with this court
0: like oh, everything absolutely it's, and that was by design oh. that is exactly why they're there like oh. you get these these trump appointees gorsuch Kavanaugh, oh my God. and and Amy Coney Barrett, they are there because Trump doesn't care who's on the Supreme court. So he just listened to whoever was around him and, and everyone around him were operatives of religion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's scary times for about on on this topic in America right now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be ugly for a while. It's gonna be ugly. These are young people, you know. Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett—they're in their early fifties, I think. Oh, can't, Barrett might not even be fifty yet.
1: I don't uh. know. It's 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 rough, though. I mean, more and more, it's kind of like, yeah, let's puck, let's uh, just uh, pack the fucker, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's get into Me, that game.
0: Because- I. You know what? How would it diminish the Supreme Court if there were twenty-five people on it? How would how would that not make it better? Right, you know There's what I more, mean. More
1: voices, more opinions, more yeah. whatever. More right? more
0: yeah, more back and forth. More people to you know. To, anyway, it wouldn't make it better if they were all more evangelical nutballs. <laughs> <I don't laughs> no, it would not. All right. <sighs> um, well, speaking of nutballs, we don't have we don't corner the market on nutballery. Um, no. No, no, no. I thought that was uh, our
1: speciality.
0: We're good at it. We, uh, we have our own brand, which is great. Uh, but if you go to, let's say, India, for example, mm. they got their own thing going on, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, right now is a, uh, or, or now-ish, is a, a festival called Kumbh Mela. Uh, which they 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 are also known as the pitcher festival, uh, not not picture, but like a pitcher of water or something. Oh, that sounds uh, fun! Yeah, celebrating sure. pitchers. Everybody, they just get go your,
1: pouring things around. Is that
0: part <laughs> of it? Get your best pitcher and pour <laughs> like the wind. <laughs> let's see what. You, let's see your pouring skills, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. I guess. Uh, this is a sacred pilgrimage. It no. uh, takes place in a the northern uh, city of... Wait, I've got it here somewhere. Oh, I'll find it. Will we know where it is if you do tell us the name? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I mean, no offense to India. Okay. it's That's more about us than it is about yeah. India.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, the city is called Hardwar. Uh, oh. So... You know, yeah, obviously very common. Uh, we all know about hardwar. Uh, anyway, they go there. It is on the, the Ganges River or Maganga, as uh, my tour guide told me to say it. Oh, and uh, and but I wouldn't know where that is either. <laughs> right, right. That's why I said Ganges. Anyway, uh, they they take the holy dip in the waters. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if you've seen how polluted the Ganges is, you'll mm. know that that's just gross. Period. But also, um, India is in the middle of a huge pandemic uh, surge right now. Oh they are—they have a seven-day rolling average of more than a hundred and thirty thousand new cases per day. Holy
1: shit! It's—it's
0: it's not. Look, I—I I, I mean, I just mentioned country, I've been to India. Wow! And that whole—I've been to many cities in India, and the. The whole country is shoulder to shoulder at any given moment anyway. <laughs> what you don't want to do is send people from far and wide mm. all over the country to congregate all in one place in the tightest possible imaginable quarters mm. and stand with each other waiting for hours to get your turn to go into the river to, uh, to have your holy dip and then go back to your city and town, yeah, bringing uh the pestilence with you. Oh, my god, uh, however, uh the, uh, the government of India is loath to prevent this because whereas we have Christian nationalists, uh, who have sort of packed our courts and have been in, uh, in charge of at least one side of the political spectrum for a long time, they have Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Who's a Hindu nationalist and would never tell the Hindus they can't do anything uh, that they want to. So yeah, this is a this is not good for wow for India. It apparent, but you know, the uh, the thing that they're praying for is they as they take their dip in the waters is an end to their uh, you know their their death life cycle. They're so. Well, you know, you know, a bunch of them are going to get a shot at the death part. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it is an end to it. Who knows? They're thinking about the right things, I
1: guess. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, doing exactly the wrong thing, right? Oh, Dan, not good. Well, I actually want to talk about a a group of people that, um, as a group, maybe didn't do so hot with uh, the pandemic. Uh, but as an organization, they they did try to do the right thing, uh, and that's the Mormon Church. Oh, um, you know they they shut down church service, which I was just like, how did a pandemic not happen when I was a kid? Because right? like that would have been amazing. Oh. Actually, officially, I don't have to go to church. So right? cool. Um, but then they they started doing online stuff and whatever, and they they try to handle it, and they limited you know gatherings as they started to reopen and everything
0: well uh, let me ask you a quick question mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you a quick Mormon question yeah do you think that your parents are when they, you know during the at-home church mm-hmm. era yeah. do you think they were doing the sacrament with just the two of them if that was the instruction yes okay, okay. Oh, guaranteed are you kidding me interesting you don't I, I can't imagine my parents doing it I know that my in-laws do I mean, so this is the thing. This is Mormon deep cut stuff, but like the sacraments just like you bless bread and you bless water and yeah. you eat it. But, but like, it's weird if it's not in the context of the church, um, Like that's a weird thing. So, you, but so you can, when
1: you were like a, you know, 16 year old priest, you didn't like go to the hospital and do the sacrament. And do that kind of no, stuff? No, I
0: never I never did that. Oh,
1: see, we did. But we went, went to I, a retirement I, home, and we would go to the hospital if somebody was in the hospital. We would go to shut-ins. It was, like, yeah. part of, like, our... We, we I would do it... I, I'm i sure I did it a dozen or so times as a teenager.
0: Interesting. Because it would kind of get assigned I, uh, I, around, right? I remember one time, the only time I can remember ever being a part of the sacrament outside of the church context... Uh-huh was when we were boy scouts somehow we were we were on a backpacking trip that bled into a sunday and our scout leaders had us do it ah so we did we did we did sacrament in the mountains that one time oh i bet that was very special it was very weird
1: just felt weird Other people anyway. are sitting there feeling like, oh, this is, this how how lovely. And Dan's yeah. just like, weird. I, mean, it it makes was, sense. I don't know. It makes sense. Right. Yep. Those people are probably still Mormon. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't make it. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, which is how the Mormons dealt with the pandemic. Right. Um, and one of the things that they did largely, I mean, they shut down like a lot of like missionary work Um like they Yeah, they brought the missionaries back Mm -hmm. a lot of them. I was very proud of them. Yeah. Well, it had a significant effect on their growth, their numbers. Uh which uh if you know Mormons, they're they are loath to uh adversely affect those growth numbers. Oh, they love Uh, the numbers, they
0: love to grow. And they want to see that, that, that ticker (laughs) tick up.
1: (laughs) And while the pandemic did uh, not prevent growth um, for uh, last year, um, it did report, the the church uh, reported an annual membership growth rate that was slower um, than it was in, the last time it was slower was in 1857 wow <laughs> when, wow when there was negative membership growth because of like this schism schisms and and uh church leaders had everybody rebaptized and blah 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 yeah I don't even know that story I don't even know what happened but something happened um, <laughs> and um the last time there was an increase of less uh, of less than a hundred thousand uh, for total church membership was uh, in 1973 when there was a net increase of 80, a little over 87,000 members. Um, they grew by um, 98,000 last year. Oh. Um, but there's some interesting things. So, obviously, you would expect the convert baptisms to be down because of, yeah. kind of, kind of some of the stuff that we were talking about. But here's where the numbers are kind of. Uh, revealing and it also ends up talking about something that I didn't even know was a phenomenon Which is what Mormons call children of record um, Which is Children who end up because Mormons get baptized when they're eight years old, right? right? Like if you're born into the church, you're not sort of Officially Mormon until you're baptized but you can get on to the records of the church by being blessed, which,
0: which, right? which happens like the month you're born. Yeah. It's like the first
1: whatever after you're allowed to leave the house. Right. Yeah, um, and they, they do it during the sacrament meeting. It's very special and family drives from in, from far and wide to see yeah. the baby be blessed. And it's, it's just a big fucking deal. Well, you would expect church isn't in, so they're not doing these baptism or these, um, blessings. Right.
2: Right.
1: um however um the the there's nothing that would preclude somebody from just giving their child a blessing it's it's a big deal right and, yeah and, and you don't a, have
0: to do it you traditionally do do it at church right. but you don't have to do it exactly at church. um the numbers were down over 30
1: percent uh this last year um, Whoa. down from 94 over 94,000 in 2019 to 65,000 in 2020. Now
0: that is a big jump. Big,
1: big, big drop. Well, this also needs to be put into the context of ever-decreasing numbers year over year Ah. of new children being blessed, essentially, into the church um, as infants. Um, Interesting. Because... And of course, and I I knew this, but the Mormon birth rate is dropping, like mad, right? Like a big Mormon family now is like three or four kids, whereas when we were kids, it was like that family with eight or nine. Yeah, right. Or nine. Yeah. I and and so it's like that that family is totally rare now. There's not like two or three in the ward that have like so many kids that it's unbelievable, right? And then a bunch of families that have five or six. It's well, now like five uh, five kids would be a lot of kids, right?
0: It is a lot of kids. And it is a lot of kids. It always was a lot of kids. <laughs> it's just not by Mormon standards. But Mormon, You want to know why this Mor- is happening? Mormon's- I can tell you exactly why this is happening. Why is that? There's too much. You can't come up with that many names that are like... <laughs> You know, McKayle and Brennan and Brangan and Jinjong—they run and out of like, weird names. What you can't—they run out eventually. Uh, uh, you can't like. There's only so many ways you can misspell or weirdly spell <laughs> a name, and uh, and and I think I think the pressure was too high. <laughs> like you know uh, this one's name is Sarah with four z's and a p <laughs> no
1: like if people are not familiar with this as a phenomenon um mormons have this tendency or cultural thing that they they just create names they like merge names together
0: it, or they invent an. Invent. They either invent a name, or they they can't just spell it the way you would right. spell it. Right. Like if the kid's name is Brayden, that's okay. But then it's like B R A Y D Y H N or something. <laughs> right. right?
1: They, yeah. Oh. Uh, so. Anyhow. There you go. Um. But yeah. So um, they're facing some things. Like they suspect that next year there will be a surge of of um, or I guess this year when this year's numbers are counted up that there will be probably a surge that's recorded of uh, children of record but it should fall off after that and continue its downward trend yeah um, I'm
0: guessing you know what I'm guessing is happening mm-hmm. if I know Mormons There are a bunch of parents that are holding off on having their blessing until they can do it in front of the whole church because by God, it's where they get all of the attention (laughs) and they're not going to just do it in their home. (laughs) They want to do it in the church. Everybody has to watch. (laughs)
1: It's important. (gasps) How else would they get attention? Right. Well, yeah. I hate to say it, but especially the Mormon moms. Yeah. How do they get attention?
2: Yeah, we'll be talking about this.
0: And now they don't don't get their their nine
1: babies, right? They only get, like, three.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We are not. Every single one has to count. We're not blessing this baby in the house. (laughs) We are waiting until every single member of the church, I'm calling them all, they are all going to have to come to the church, and they are going to watch this thing. God damn it. (laughs) all right uh good i mean look i don't think any of our listeners are going to mourn the fact that there are fewer mormons the 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 the, the, the
1: mormon that the, the well, uh, i mean the, the explosion numbers, of mormons yeah is, the numbers are still going up yeah but here's the deal um and this came out recently too uh like it's like over a third of the mormon population is single at this point
0: what did you not see that They're professional marriers. Yeah. That's all they know how to do.
1: Yeah. But so, so they have like their core membership and then of them, you know, who, you know, most of them probably are getting married, right? Like multi-generational Mormons, uh, but some of them don't. Right. Sure. And then you have people coming into the church and the church is finding it ever more difficult To actually baptize whole families into the church they just get like one person coming in right
0: get like lonely
1: one-offs and then you get a lot and a lot of those maybe you know some of them are probably coupled right but they're the only one coming in but a lot of them are single they're just singles coming into the church and not necessarily intermingling with each other
0: it's not turning into the uh, the dating app that they were hoping for (laughs) Oh, sad yeah, all right, well, uh, I am going to talk about so uh most of our listeners will be aware of the organization called Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. um in large part because they're constantly at the at the forefront of controversy, especially in our country but also in other countries, you know, because they believe that women have the right to have you know health care and reproductive mm. care yeah. and get to choose when I'll and if they. they have children and yeah. all of those things and get to choose not to have a child if they're pregnant which is the big kicker um, anyway they've been fighting the good fight against the uh, the religious right all over the world for a long long fucking time and uh, and part of that fight is that they try to get clergy on board because there's no reason why they have to be opposed to them. Except that, you know, having an enemy is good for business when you're in the clergy. Anyway, <laughs> they have the clergy advocacy board. Oh. This is a board in within the Planned Parenthood organization. Okay. That is basically trying to get the word out to clergy that guess what you don't have to hate these people, oh. they do nice things, so right. you can actually like them. Right. Uh, and the new board actually has a bunch of members from the south. Oh. So it is a it is they are they are clergy members themselves. Okay. Uh, and they are there to uh, to try and get this word out. Now here's the thing. Uh. They not all of them are from the South. For instance, uh the Reverend Tim Kutzmark is from California. Um but and and Reverend Stephen Griffith is from Nebraska. I don't know if that counts as the South. It it's more sense. Midwest. But uh Is it Midwest? Is it the South? It's, no. It's Midwest. Yeah. Anyway, let me read you the names of the rest of these, uh, of, of these folks and just see if you can catch on to the trend that I caught on to. Okay. The rest of the, uh, of the new names on the, on the Planned Parenthood Clergy ab- Advocacy Board are, uh, let's see, Rabbi Sarah Smiley of Kansas, <laughs> Reverend Katie Zay of new- North Carolina, Hmm. Reverend Rebecca Todd Peters of North Carolina, (laughs) Reverend Ellie Dowd of Illinois, Reverend Hmm. Essie Salisbury of Tennessee, and Reverend Letitia James Portis of Georgia. Hmm. Any trends that you noticed there? (laughs) Let me see. What stood out to me? Not surprising Um, um, to me (laughs) that the reverends from the South that they could get to advocate for Planned Parenthood would be women. Yeah. Well, and no, I mean, it's great.
1: I'm no, all it's, for it's it. It's really good. I mean, it does say that most likely they are also at more liberal, you know, churches. I mean,
0: obviously, yes, they yeah. are going to be at more liberal churches. And the question for me is, are they going to be able to penetrate into the, you know, the people that need to hear their message the most yeah. as women pastors or as women, you know, as as, as women clergy people? It it makes me wonder because if there's one thing we can say about especially w- religious white men, <laughs> it's that they aren't listening to women. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty common thing. Uh, I will say this though, you know, though uh, most white evangelical Protestants, seventy seven percent to be exact, according to a Pew study. Though 77% of white evangelical Protestants Protestants say that abortion should be illegal in all or most cases, that's not the case for many religious people. Right. So of black Protestants, only like 64% Hmm. uh, think that abortion should be legal in all or most cases. Oh, wow.
1: Okay.
0: 60% of white mainline Protestants. Huh. Fifty six percent of Catholics 56 percent wow. of American Catholics think that abortion should be legal and they call them Which is the Catholic. correct position I mean, no, that's the, No, like, I know I know but like you can be you can actually be opposed to to abortion and still think that it should be legal. Mm. You don't have to get one. Right, exactly. Like yeah. The legalization of abortion does not mandate anyone should get an abortion. <laughs> it just keeps it safe and available to women who want them uh, who disagree with your position th- based on nothing that life begins at conception or whatever. Anyway, there you go. Bunch of, uh, bun- bunch of southern... Uh, pastors getting into the fray good fighting the good fight you know good excellent yeah yep I'm all for it well if you're a southern pastor and you'd like to uh, to tell us what for go ahead and write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is
1: 424-666-8442 stick around there's more show coming up
0: Frank Dan Uh, do you you know the my pillow (laughs) guy I
1: mean yeah only because he became famous for being crazy I mean I guess he He was
0: crazy like anyway I guess like (laughs) he used to be a just a guy selling pillows (sighs) on late night television with who happened to wear a cross over his tie yeah and then He was somehow elevated and I don't know his his vocal support for Trump somehow elevated him to to like advisor to the president I don't know like he's now he and now he's on every right wing conservative uh, uh, Christian outlet available right and he you know he's he's made documentary quote unquote documentaries. expounding on how the election was stolen oh no and i don't know if you've seen him in an interview i i have seen him in several and nobody it doesn't matter how much he likes them nobody can make this guy shut up oh. like once he's like they'll ask him one question and half an hour later he's still talking and they're still going uh uh, uh <laughs> yes Aww. but uh uh that's all they get out anyway uh this is mike lindell uh appearing on the uh eric metaxas show radio show okay he's a er, he's another douchebag anyway uh <laughs> mike is has announced that he is going to be launching the website uh the the free speech website to end all websites oh, good Oh, forget, need- your 8chan, forget your eight chan, forget <laughs> your four chan. All the chans are gone now, because Mike Lindell's is going to give free speech to the people. That's good. But his free, but he's got a very specific idea of how free speech works. Oh, so let's okay. let's just hear what he has to say about
2: it. Now people asked me, Eric. They said, "What? How are you gonna? How are you gonna? You're gonna let everything go—porn and swearing and everything?" I said, "Absolutely not." and here's why we have a thing we found in the constitution and our our founding fathers that defines what free speech is and eric get this our, this Judeo Christian platform we're going to have here it, it, they go by biblical principles they you know they get to the supreme court you have the 10 commandments there and we you'll see our definement there so in other words you can't uh, you're not going to have porn up there you're not going to have these sites that are sites that contain material that go against our Constitution, go against our, what our founding fathers put in there. It really defines what free speech is. For example, swearing is now you're not going to be able to swear. There will be four words for sure you can not say. You can't say the C word, the N word, the F word, and you can't use God's name in vain. What a concept. Right. Wow. Uh, That's really puritanical. I like it. Keep going. So, but this is what free, see, people don't know what free speech is. Free speech doesn't mean you can go on there and say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to go kill that guy. Right. So this this is actual free speech. Um, Yeah. Obviously if you yell fire in a crowded theater, um, Right. that's not considered free speech and the Supreme right. Court has ruled on all these things right and, so, then, like, and this is important, and we're very and'm and and we very we're going to have that very defined in there I want people to know that because I've been asked that by the media hammered this last week well what are you going to do different well what I'm not going to do is suppress true free speech you know when someone goes out there and says I don't like what's going down at the border or I don't like that uh, uh, our country was attacked and nobody's trying to know he did anything about it or is doing anything about it. If I can't say those things, that's free speech. You know, Listen and, there, and you can't do another thing. You can't do what we define in there is totally defame someone. One of the nine, what's the ninth uh, commandment? It's, uh, um, put. Um, I can't even think now, but it's a, uh, it's in the ninth commandment. You're putting, you're bearing false witness. I believe it is. So if you're putting a complete lie against Eric, If I say Eric Metaxa did something terrible into out and out lie, that's not free speech. That is not free speech, okay? And if you're trying to defame them, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This poor guy.
2: I wonder about, like, so
1: what if you take a position, because he throws out positions that he feels like you just can't say anywhere else, right?
0: Which you obviously can say, though. Absolutely. Like, there's literally nowhere that's stopping you from saying Things but, like your opinion about what's happening on the border. Right.
1: But what if you come in and say things that he doesn't agree with? That he thinks there's yeah, something. Something tells me you're gonna get right? you're gonna get banned yeah, real exactly, quick. Right? Like if you get or, on there and you're like start advocating for like doing away with the border, let's say. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. you are gonna get shut down. The second you create like this is the internet we're talking about. The second you create a site where you say Free speech is okay. And then, it look, if any of us go on to the whatever Mike Lindell's website is going to be, it's I'm certain it will be a disaster that will flop instantly. <laughs> but we go on there. We say, you know, Biden is the greatest president since blah, 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 blah. And, right. And, you know, Trump was a disaster and da, 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 da. Say whatever you want to say. I guarantee you the free speech, like... All of that you can't say, you can't defame somebody else's character. That's all that will be happening. (laughs) That is literally going to be. It is going to be instantly a thousand comments of defamation of character, like instantly. And there, and and as long as there's no swearing, I guarantee you, he's not going to object to it. (laughs) No swearing. Uh. But that's free speech. Free speech. Let me tell you something. In the Constitution, of the United States, it says no swearing. I'm pretty sure somewhere it says that.
1: No, he's really a, a peach, isn't he? He's uh oh, it's cute. Oh, I think it's
0: cute. He just lives in his own little fantasy land. Like he is, he is that very special kind of dumb that you can get. <laughs> I like it. But anyway. he's good. he
1: made great pillows. <laughs> Did he? I don't. I know. don't know. I've never tried. Cho- I don't know. If anybody out there actually bought one. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Let us and know. And what have you done, done with it where, since you realized he's an asshole? If your my pillows <laughs> any good?
0: Oh my god! Yeah. What if they were the really just like revolutionarily comfortable? I guarantee you they're not. This guy is so full of hot air. It's they're probably stuffed with like ball bearings or something awful. But what if they were the most comfortable pillow in the world? Would you get one? No. No. <laughs> Okay. I
1: would deprive myself of that. The, comf- the the pillow I have right now is fine. You're 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 not you're not losing
0: sleep over pillow.
1: No problem. My I the problem I have is I will never find a pillow to replace the one that I have. <laughs> it just will never happen. I like it is so broken in. It's so perfect. It's soft in all the right ways. There you but go. It's basically non-existent, which I also really like. Yeah, um, I'm
0: running a pillow into the ground currently myself. Yeah, I'm really worried that I'll... I've, I've
1: tried out two different pillows recently. I'm, I once went I'm to worried.
0: A, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried. We're off on a crazy <laughs> tangent right now, but I got to say, I once went to a, a a hotel in Paris. Oh. There was a fun little funky nice hotel. Yeah. And one of the fun amenities that they had was an array of pillows. You got to your bed, oh. and they were standing upright... And fanned out in front of you, there were all of these different types of pillows. Oh. There were different shapes. Oh. They were all like, sort of foam, but whatever. There were different different shapes for different heads. It was that was that was great, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Did you sleep well? I slept great. <laughs> that was. We got to that hotel because we left the last hotel that was a disaster. Oh, so that was okay. I would have slept well no matter what. Hmm. Anyway, uh, listen, we had some folks write into us some some listeners. Uh, so uh, let's get to that. Uh, Amber wrote in to say, Hello there. I was so happy to hear Dan make the offhanded comment that he didn't believe laziness is a real thing. I have also said had this thought recently. I have been struggling a lot with mental health issues recently, and I have tracked a lot of this back to the uniquely American religious upbringing, and I, and I think the concept of laziness is part of it. Dan, would you mind expanding on your thought process on
2: this? Hmm. Uh,
0: now, I don't know where you, came, where you come in on this, Frank. I did sort of just sort of offhandedly, because yeah. we were talking about the Mormon prophet saying that we were all lazy learners <laughs> because we didn't believe anymore in, yeah. uh, in the Clearly there must be something wrong word. with us right (laughs) and it's laziness yeah i guess my point about laziness is i i and i genuinely don't believe in laziness i don't think that it's a real thing hmm i think every time someone has labeled anything as lazy it's either actually like people have reasons why they don't do things whether it's invisible to them and the rest of the world or not we all have reasons and most of the time it's because there's some something paralyzing you. it's mm-hmm. you know it's not laziness. it's because either you feel some sort of internalized shame or guilt about not doing it, which only makes things worse mm-hmm. uh, because guilt and shame are paralytics. they stop you from doing they don't they're not motivators mm-hmm. you know calling someone lazy doesn't motivate them to do the thing. It mm-hmm. just shames them and stops them more. So like I just think, People have reasons why they're not doing stuff, and it's never just, well, I guess I'm just a layabout. I guess that's just who I am. It's not. People, we are human beings are doers of things. Hmm. Like in our in our natural, when we when we are mentally healthy and when we are happy, we are motivated doers of things. Hmm. So it's I I think you know. Amber, I also uh, deal with mental health issues. I know what it feels like to want to do the things, to n- to even need to do the things, and to can't do the things, or don't do the things. So yeah, I I think I think we need to abolish the whole concept of laziness. I mean, I I, I guess I can I can see your point,
1: and and I wouldn't want anybody to like who is uh in sort of that situation right to feel bad that they're not doing anything or doing whatever they feel like society is requiring of them or whatever that they just can't bring themselves to um but i don't i does that i don't know if it's a blanket exemption from the concept of laziness This legitimately me. lazy people in my life
0: i think you've met people who have reasons that they don't do things. I I on a, like this isn't just me. I've read several articles about it, and I think yeah. I think more and more in the uh, in in the psychological world, people are coming around to I mean, this idea that there's no such thing as lazy. People obviously have different
1: motivations and different levels of motivations, you know. Um, yeah. And there are different sort of cultural expectations for um, activity or work or whatever it is. Yeah. Um and America is definitely on the high demand expectation for right. <laughs> of work. We define yeah. ourselves by work. It's one of the first questions that a stranger will ask you in this country. Right. Well, people do can't, can't do get over
0: the idea of like if Yeah. if, well, if and, you don't and do work, what are you the, what are you uh, what value do right. you have? And
1: we define entire groups of people by uh the dominant group's perception of whether they're oh they're such hard workers right Right. you've heard that before right or oh they're so lazy right yeah and you know you air listener you know which groups <laughs> these have been applied to yeah in this country and it's not good and it's not good and it's funny white people can always be both um,
0: right yeah and know. they'll be fine either way right yeah it's it's cute when white people are lazy
1: (laughs) well but it's more in the context of i mean i've i've heard the 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 you know the immigration uh argument that we need immigrants because you know who's going to like Clean hotel rooms some clean or, toilets. or do agriculture work, <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, because they're hard workers, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck? That's like, really, like, come on, white people, clean some toilets, you know, right? But, um, I don't know, like, that's it's it warrants some some thought and everything, but like, um, I, yeah, I. Yeah, obviously, different levels of motivation are coming from different places, and that's. I mean, look, you know, nobody
0: would call. Would you call a Buddhist monk who doesn't, who barely does anything in in a day, lazy? He sure seems it,
1: like it to me. He's not productive <laughs> at all. He needs to go get a job, make he, some money. He's not doing get, anything. Get, get get himself caught up in a mortgage.
0: What is he doing? <laughs> Go do things! (laughs) Do! goddamn you! Do! All right. Um, This is unsigned. Uh, Hello. I live in Mississippi, and yes, it's as bad as it sounds. Uh, I love the podcast, and I only listen in my car because I'm by myself. So I have a bushel of things that set me apart. I'm gay, I'm an atheist, and I'm autistic. I hate Mississippi! (laughs) That is in all caps. So I feel like I did it justice Uh, people here are dumb. I I like to think of it as a pre-apocalyptic survival scenario, and I'm waiting for zombies to show up. My question is, why are people so dumb? Seriously, a guy got mad at me because I was reading a book. He's my uncle, by the way. So follow up. Why do people hate books? anyway thank you thanks you all for your great work you filthy heathens <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people are dumb they they are though that is not an inaccurate yeah I don't know <sighs> we're all just we're all just apes with cell phones, yeah, and if we have cell phones why do we what do we need books for that's, well, it's the pride in lack of learning that's yeah.
1: concerning right which is oh. which is the instead of oh what are you reading right like right. Finding a way to make somebody feel awkward or shamed
0: about being curious. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, and there is this thing. It's the world. And if it's not pride in one's own ignorance, which is a real thing that occurs in a lot of people. It's if it's not that it's this sense of like they somehow feel shamed by society because they are not big readers, which is something I, you know, that's a real thing, too. And then they need to pass that shame along to other people. So, or, or rather your reading makes them feel attacked because they know they don't read. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Look, we're, we're not psychologists no. here. We, uh, we're just dumb guys on, on the internet radio. Uh, and then finally we got an email. Uh, this is not one that I'm going to read on, on air, but it, it's something that I want to talk about. Oh. Which is the uh, this is this we got an email from uh, the organizers of the conference on religious trauma oh or C O R two C O R T which is taking place uh, May eleventh through the sixteenth, um, and uh, and and I just want to encourage our people our listeners to attend hmm. if it's something that interests them I think it's very unique uh, very good thing. You know, it's an online conference, as all conferences should be right yeah. now. And it's, uh, they've got a lot of good speakers. They've got our, you know, dear friend of the show, Daryl Ray, will be speaking. Oh, nice. Um, Marlene Winnell, who is sort of the founder of the concept of uh, religious trauma syndrome uh, as an idea, huh. will be speaking. Um, friend of the show, Terry Daniel, will be. Uh, oh, Yeah. We'll be working with it, nice. I think. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I just want to encourage people to attend if they want to. Uh, I, we'll throw the the uh, the link into the show notes. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want to go, uh, you can get a discount if you register using the discount code POD fifteen, and that'll that'll give you fifteen dollars off. Nice. So. If this is something that interests you, I just wanted to reach out and uh, to let everybody know that it exists. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have Hurrah. a new priest. A new priest, Dan. Oh. Can oh. you believe it? I love it. <laughs> a priest in Mormonism means almost nothing, but we're, but it means something but to we're us. We're more
1: than willing to sell the rights to be a priest. That's uh, right. To Ross okay congratulations ross and thank you so much for your support of the show um if you too would like to buy a priesthood off of us we're selling <laughs> them everybody head on magic over. powers for <laughs> sale <laughs> head on over to thank god and click on the support tab uh, i promise you won't regret it and as always dan we have our top donor to thank our lord and savior Austin! Dan! Hey there! Um, if you were like me, <clears throat> uh, your father probably never showed much emotion... unless he was bearing his testimony at church
0: and there's a unique my dad
1: would get weepy
0: (laughs) yeah did it how did it feel when when you when like you never saw him cry ever yeah and then he'd get to church and suddenly fall apart on you um yeah well was it weird it, it was weird
1: um i can't remember if like i remember the first Time that it happened, Um, but it's like, oh my dad, oh my god, dad's crying, right? Yeah, like it was. It was more, yeah. It was just weird. Did it scare you? Um, no, Uh, because you know, I mean, you grew if you grew up in Mormonism, you see men do this, right? Yes, and so that's true. So it's not that he's behaving out of the norm at all, right? It's just no. you've never seen your dad cry before,
0: right? It is it's so so just for context, uh, for what we're talking about here for all the non Mormons mm. out there or mm-hmm. never Mormons out there. Uh the, what well, every week every month, every month one week of every mm-hmm. month there was a uh what was called testimony meeting. Uh and that that meeting in instead of one of the members of the church uh, getting up and giving a, a, an interminably boring talk. <laughs> uh, many members of the church would get up and bear their testimony uh, spontaneously, that they, uh, the truth. right? Like nobody's yeah. being called upon. It's just right. the 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 bishop
1: or whoever is leading the meeting gets up and says his little thing. He bears his testimony, right? Right, and then he turns the time over. To the congregation and anybody to who whoever's could, ready, yeah, who, anybody who would like to come up and bear their testimony, right?
0: And, it is the world's worst open
1: mic night, <laughs> and then the, invariably there's like some like you know teenage girl who just like runs all the way to the front. Um There's usually like somebody who's like uh, every ward has their sister so and so who goes up every single time right every yeah. month there's sister whomever smith right and yeah. gets up and
0: tells tells you stories
1: doesn't really testimony right
0: just tells you just stories from her life from the past month you know the time that she went to the grocery store and she got the cart with the squeaky wheel of course and she just just having a bad day they were out of her favorite cookies and it was just a nightmare and then you know she had this moment where the the checker was uh was grumpy at her and everybody was everything was going badly but the bagger this kid <laughs> That was bagging her groceries, mm-hmm. gave her a smile, and, and she just knew that everything was okay, and that the Lord was with her. And, but anyway, and
1: she gets weepy at that point,
0: and that's when she gets weepy. Yeah, and then the and Mormons are criers. Any anybody who, uh, whoever watched the whoever watched Glenn Beck do a show, <laughs> that he is a convert to Mormonism, but that part he picked up on. <laughs> And the point and there's nothing wrong with crying like crying's fine. It's they performative cry. performative oh,
1: crying though, right? It's yeah. expected that you're going to cry and you get up there and you cry.
0: Well, you're mourning better. You're feeling more feelings yeah. about the church if you're crying. Yeah. But but the but when the men do it, it is a thing. Yeah. It is like like and what's weird is my ward was not like this. Oh no. The ward that I learned about this when I started Going to other wards when I started like experiencing (laughs) other people's wards and was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" My ward was much more. uh I don't know. Very proper. Very sedate. Well, no,
1: just not weepy. It was people. They know. They knew their testimonies more. It was more. Here's the thing that (laughs) intellectual intellectual exercise rather than an emotional one. Yeah. Yeah. The holy paloi.
0: And they're weeping, <laughs> so, yeah, something like that. No, it is funny though because this is not a phenomenon that is that is uh, rare in Mormonism. This is the norm. the The concept of people getting, like men especially, who literally have are not socially allowed to show. Hardly any emotions. They can they can be happy. You're allowed to be happy. Yeah. And you can be grumpy and mad. Oh, yeah. Yes. Those are both acceptable. Uh-huh. And anything else is basically completely off the table to these men until they get up in front of the church. <laughs> and at first, you know, you say it's performative, and it is performative. It is, like, very often... But I was thinking about it, I was talking about it with a friend this week, and I was wondering about the idea of is it such is is, is it so dire are the straits, the emotional straits of Mormon men so dire that they are actually craving something in them is craving an outlet hmm. just to be able to cry.
2: Hmm. And
0: because they can't do it anywhere else in their lives. They it pours forth from them the second they get some social permission, right? It's amazing. Yeah, I, I it don't is the Mormonism is emotional poison, yeah, for both men and women. Because the flip side of it is that women who are socially allowed to cry at any time and do, <laughs> my mother in law is a prime example, she will cry at anything it's and she knows it and we make fun of her about it but she just but mormons are criers they're weepers but mormon women must be happy mm. they are required by by law of of you know mormon society to be happy because anything else it means that you're not churching right right because if you were if you were good with the lord why wouldn't you be? What possible reason could you be, have to not be happy? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that mean, what that leads to is, on both sides of the spectrum, horrible emotional disorders.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like the highest level, the highest consumption of uh, antidepressants in the country are centered in Provo, Utah, yeah. the most Mormon place you can imagine. It's, and it's not, and it, you know, that's not an accident. That's not, you know, that is just these, these two things. There's, you can draw a straight line from one to the other. There is a causal relationship there. So I don't know. it, it, it Yeah. I don't know. Where where are we going with this? Well, we were going to talk about patriarchy. Well, <laughs> it's I there, mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, but so. We
1: haven't, we haven't specifically like tied in. A discussion about you know th- these i mean i guess we kind of danced around it. the the rigid roles and um, i mean that's that's
0: the big thing right that's yeah. that's the whole kitten caboodle is that the you know it's it's this 1950s mm. uh, uh leave it to beaver thing that mm-hmm. they're still desperately clinging to despite all evidence that it's terrible you know we talked about that woman who's getting it uh, was probably going to be excommunicated yeah for being uh you know for for having the gall mm-hmm. to say you know the science of the last 50 years actually matters and we know some things now that we didn't yeah. know then yeah and also here's an interesting thought yeah do you think that she would be excommunicated if she were a, a man <laughs> that's
1: that's an int- that is interesting i'm um, genuinely asking because hmm. the
0: truth to me is that they I think, I think it's very possible that she wouldn't well, be is it because
1: here's here's the here's the kicker with her, is she, I, I it's not even so much what she's talking about; it's that she is questioning the church's authority right. to speak to to have said the definitive thing on this topic.
0: Right. Right. They already spoke about it. Yeah.
1: And she's a lady
0: person. Yeah. How dare I mean, she?
1: it definitely the fact that she's a woman because that's our, already not her place um yeah and then but if a man it would pro- like she's going to get excommunicated a man probably would have been oh brother someone show
0: like well they would have a they would have a lot of
1: talks with him <laughs> Try to- he would be he would
0: get talking to
1: uh. I mean plenty of men have been you know, uh, excommunicated for disagreeing with the official sure. whatever. Right. Um, but it is an interesting thought that there's, that it is, it's much more sort of, obviously the topic is more scandalous coming from a woman, right. but then just the overall, a woman publicly questioning the, the, the prophets word essentially. Well, huh. and
0: yeah. And, and, and how things are done. Yeah. The way that things are who is is she
1: right well
0: and the thing is that you know it is a church of laity it is a Mm. church of lay people who run it but all of the men get magic powers fake magic powers but they get it yeah uh you know and it it's like mark says on how to heretic by the age of 12 a, a boy outranks his mom yeah in the church yeah because he has a little bit of, of priesthood, yeah. and she has zero. Yeah, it's just it it's just a mess. But um, but again, what that does—that's this—while it does privilege men, it also puts them in the horrible position of having to be an authority. Mm. Like mm. they're required to be an authority. They they're not really supposed to defer, and that's that's poisonous too. Yeah. That's toxic masculinity patriarchy and the toxicity isn't just about how the, how it affects the women. It's about how it affects the men too. Yeah. Yes. It's poisonous. It is. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, the thing is, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because while certain specifics of it are unique to Mormonism, there's nothing unique about this patriarchal nonsense. This poison. Yeah. Uh, in in the religious world it is it is rampant uh and you know the book itself the <laughs> the founding documents of all of these books or of all of these religions are all just uh patriarchal misogynistic nonsense yeah. so there you go
2: hmm.
0: ladies uh we're 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 on your side yeah but I guess. But tell tell but us about them,
1: your experience.
0: Yes,
1: I want to hear that's about your w- like religious like horror story.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever your religious whatever actually, your religious uh, actually, background is, share 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 with us your stories about uh, about the gender divide. Yeah, I want to we want to hear about it. Um, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or call and leave us a voicemail message.
1: The telephone number is 424-666-8442.
0: Yeah, while well, you're at it, you know, since you're on the internet, you might as well go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click that like button. And if you'd like to join
1: the Members Only Lounge, uh, head on over to com slash members only and you'll find it.
0: Uh, Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks so much to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you.
1: Bye bye.